Well, thank you, Freya, for that introduction. Um, yes, you know, as Freya said, we are in our first series, and we have been looking at how we can seek Jesus first in this time. And it's a great way for us to start the year, isn't it, to focus on Jesus. So we've been looking at the, at the P's. Uh, the first one was peace, how uh, we can seek Jesus for peace, not of this world, You know, what does that mean? A peace that's not based on circumstances, based on um, the things around us, which are very uncertain and unstable, as we know oh so well, but a peace which is secure and steadfast and based on Jesus who never changes. And then last week, we looked at the second P, which was protection. All nod your head. Yes, you remember. (laughs) That's good. Protection. That um, the Lord not only promises to protect us, but an eternal protection that we are sealed for the day of redemption. And we look to that. Now, if you missed any of those talks, you can catch up online, thevineyardchurch.co.uk forward slash talks, and you'll be able to catch up on that. So where are we at? Well, at the start of this series, I said there were three Ps, but actually the Lord's given me two more. So we've got today, today, we've got next week, and the week after, I've got some more P's that I'm going to be delivering. But this week, the P is provision. Provision. Now, when we talk about provision, um, you know, I think there are certain things that come up in our mind that are almost like blocks, mental blocks, around, well, hold on, God can't provide because. And uh, so what I want to do in this talk is look at five blocks to his provision. Five things that come up in our minds that block when we think about provision. But in all, but before we do that, what I want to look at first is just look at two things around provision. You know, the reality is the subject to provision is a very big topic. And I could spend uh, many weeks on this. We don't have time for that. So what I want to do is just reference a couple from the get-go um, before we look at those blocks. You see, when we think about provision, we often think about it in this way. Right, I have everything I need, Lord, but what I don't have is this. Can you provide for me? Is that fair? And that's fine. We go to the Lord when we need specific things. But you see, the reality is, is that God provides for everything. It's not like I provide for certain things, and then when there's a gap, Lord, would you come and provide? It's not like that. You know, we know that everything comes from God. Let's look at James 1.17. It says this, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shift in shadow. What does that mean? It means everything that you have comes from the Lord. That means the air that you breathe. That means your heartbeat. That means the earth that you stand on. And so when we think about provision, it's not about, I have a gap, Lord, will you fill it? It's about recognizing that every good gift comes from him. And uh, and so what should that mean for us? It means that when we get on the topic of provision, it should always cause us to move into thanksgiving. It should always cause us to say, thank you, Lord, for what I have. You know, I, come in, I have the habit of whenever we get the shopping delivered and the fridge is full, I always make a point of saying, thank you, Lord, for your provision of food. Like what parts of your day, what parts of your activity can you put things in to say, thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my friends. Because as I said, everything comes from him. So that's the first thing I want to put out there. The second thing 
And, you know, a few weeks ago, it came up in the chat. We were looking at what is the difference between a need and a desire or need versus greed. And I think this is probably one of the, the biggest issues when we think of provision. Uh, and what I want to say is this. We need to understand that just because we ask God for something, for a perceived need, doesn't necessarily mean it's right for us. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right for us. Or it may mean that actually the thing that we think we have a need is an outworking of greed. And so sometimes God will not provide that thing that we think we need because the reality is it isn't a need for us and isn't best for us at that time. You know, only recently, my little boy would say, Daddy, I need this latest toy. Do you really need it, son? You'd like it. And hey, I'd like to give it, you know, bless you at the right time, but you don't need it. Listen, if my little boy had his way, he'd have a motorbike on the drive right now. <laughs> But I know that a motorbike's not necessarily what he needs right now. You know, it says in James that when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Now, I just want to clarify. It's not saying that God does not want you to enjoy the blessings. What it's saying here is that it's an outworking of your greed, your indulgences. And so I think there are, as we mature in our walk with the Lord, a conversation with the Lord around, Lord, do I really need this? Lord, it says in your word, you will give me my heart's desires. Would you place those desires on my heart? And I think that's important. Now, having said all of that, it doesn't mean that we can't expect God to bless us and to fulfill those desires. You know, I remember when I was learning the piano when I was a kid, and there came to a point where it was helpful or needful for me to have a keyboard. And so my dad took me to the local music shop. And I remember walking in. I remember it like it was yesterday. And we walk in there, and there's like this sea of keyboards. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Now, in my head, I needed a keyboard. And so I went to, what, let's call it the middle section of these middle-of-the-road keyboards. I thought I'd be like, you know what, this would do. This would be great. I don't want the cheap ones over there. I'm still a kid, by the way, so I've still got, you know, I don't want the cheap stuff. Um, wow, they look amazing. But you know what? My dad walked over to me and said, son, why don't we look at these keyboards over here? And he brought me over to, let's call it the ultra expensive section. And he said, what about this one? And I said, but dad, that's like the most expensive one. And he said, son, it's all right. I want to get this for you. And that is what our heavenly father is like oftentimes, isn't it? You know, we set our heart on something that we need and that God will just say, you know what? I'm going to bless you with even more. And so that often happens, that God will bless us out of his riches. And uh, I want to just paint that picture for you. Because you know what? God is a God that loves to bless his children. And oftentimes that means that he will pour out his blessings upon us in that way. Now, before I move onto those blocks, I want you all to get a piece of paper. If you're at home, get a piece of paper and a pen. And I would like you to write down, and you can do this as a couple, if you're a couple or a family or individually, what is that which you need from the Lord? Why don't you do that now? Maybe if you've got your phone, you can type that out. Because we're going to look at this later. What do you need provision for at this time? Give you a couple of moments to do that. Have you done that? What do you need provision for at that time? Okay, if you've done it on a piece of paper, fold it up. We're going to come back to that later. Or if you've typed it out, that's great. You can save it. You see, we read in the Scriptures that the Lord promises us provision in so many areas. Now, the focus of this talk is not to go into each of these 
in any detail. But what I want to do, and I spent some time just doing a bit of a Bible study, I want to give you 10, and we're going to put them up on the screen, and they're also going to be in the chat. I'm not going to go into these detail. This is my a bit of a Bible study I did on 10 areas that the Lord promises provision in. And you'll see that I've given you three uh, verses on each as a starter for 10 <laughs> that you can take and do your own Bible study on these. You know, with, uh, with the internet, with uh, all the apps that we have, it's not difficult to search out the scriptures. And I want to encourage you to do that. But this includes basic needs, you know, food and shelter, fruit. What do I mean by that? Peace, uh, love, joy, all of those things. Healing, protection, direction, comfort, grace. What's grace? It's empowering us to do that which God calls us to do. It's giving us that which we don't deserve. That's what grace. I've got mercy here. What's mercy? Mercy is holding back what we do deserve. That's what mercy is and wisdom. And there are many more, of course. You know, he gives us the gift of Jesus uh, as an example of how we are to live our lives. He gives us the Holy Spirit, of course, which empowers us for many of these things. So these are some areas I want you as way of homework. You can take these away with you. And uh, maybe spend some time during the week and do a bit of a deep dive on some of these as you seek the Lord for provision in your life. Okay, that serves then as a bit of an introduction, looking at a couple of the hot potatoes then. The reality is that God provides all of our needs. The second one is need versus greed. But as I said at the start, what I want to look at now is those blocks that we have mentally to his provision. You know, I, uh, as some of you will know, I spent 20 years in corporate land working for very large multinational companies. Uh, I used to travel, uh, speaking in different countries. I worked in Australia. I was trained as a, as a PR spokesman. And one of the things they train you on is something called objection handling. In other words, if you have a statement about something, what objections will someone come up with to say, well, that can't be so because... Okay, And so what I've got here is five objections that mentally we come up with when we hear about the Lord's provision. And I want to go through these because my hope is that some of you will identify with some of these. And so as I go through them, do a bit of a mini audit. And at the, t- at the end, position right now that the provision is there, but like that guy hanging on a cliff, you're saying, no, I'm waiting for God. And lastly, sometimes we just don't know. That disappointment, we say, Lord, I I just don't know why. There is no reason, it seems, but I trust you. We need to get to that place of, I trust you, Lord, that you know what's best for me. Okay, so that's as as I land this plane. Those are the five areas that oftentimes become a blockage when we think about provision. One, I'm undeserving. That might be shame and guilt. Number two, the Lord doesn't provide for me in the way or in the time I expect it. And I've just referenced that now. Number three, he knows what I want anyway, so why ask? Maybe that's you. Number four, he is unable to come through. You're looking at God through your circumstances. You're not looking at your circumstances through God. Number five, I've been disappointed before, so why ask again? Now, what I want us to do now is I want you to get the piece of paper that you wrote what you need provision for, or get that thing out that you've typed out. And what I want to do is I want to pray in a moment for that provision with you. 
Before I do that, I want to answer the question, how is it that God is able to provide for us? Let me tell you why. Because he provided his son, Jesus, on the cross. All things are possible because of God's ultimate provision, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And I want to say this morning, and I say it every week, if you have yet to accept the provision of God's only son, Jesus, for your life, in order that you can have new life and eternity with him, then this morning, don't look the other way and say, I don't want to take up that provision. And how do you respond? Well, you respond in this way by saying, I need you, Jesus. I recognize that I am a sinner. I recognize that I have fallen short. You know, it says in the scriptures, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. So, Lord, would you forgive me for my sins? And I recognize and I declare that you are, Jesus, my Savior, that you have come to save me. And if that's you and you just prayed that, I just want to say that our team would love to pray with you. Uh, You'll click on that, raise your hand. Our team are ready to pray with you. But um, don't miss this opportunity if that's you. Okay, so let's get... um, Whatever you prayed for, uh, whatever you've written down, hold it in your hand. And I want to, as you're holding it, I want to give us four ways very quickly in which we can respond. First thing is repent of any wrong thinking towards his promise of provision. If any of those have resonated with you and you say, you know what, that's me. And say, Lord, I repent right now for accepting that lie. What is repentance? It means literally turning away from that towards Jesus. Second thing is say, Lord, I'm going to seek you for my provision. I dare to ask. Number three, respond in thanksgiving to all that he does provide. And number four, listen to how God can use you to provide for others. Repent for wrong thinking. Seek him for your provision. Respond in thanksgiving. Listen to how God can use you to provide for others.